0: Welcome back to the 47th Hour. I'm Toby and this week I'm joined by Steve as we take a look at the first episode of Star Trek Picard Season 3, The Next Generation. After receiving a distress call from an old friend, Jean-Luc begins a mission that will change Starfleet and his old crew forever. I absolutely love this episode. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Without doubt it's the best one of Picard. Yeah, absolutely it is. Just the opening, it just grabs you straight away. I think Terry Mattelus has done a fantastic job at bringing a season eight of TNG. Yeah. This is it. Absolutely brilliant. Just
1: absolutely loved everything about it. And there's so much crammed into this
0: episode that you have to watch it two or three times to be able to catch everything. Oh, without a doubt, you've got that nostalgia element there. Yeah. Not just items like Picard's flute from Inner Light. It's also the old um, typeface, the font, the colour scheme is all TNG. Even the L cars on the Titan, which is an awesome shit, by the way, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. Even those are like a revamped TNG era. Yeah. All of it is just brilliant. Before we break down the episode, we want to know what you think of the series. So drop us a message in the comments or by heading to the 47th hour on Twitter, tiktok and instagram as we've already discussed we love the opening moments it did like how we kind of arrive on the ilios that's beverly crushes shit and it turns out she's been hunted by some alien raiders yes we don't know who they are yet do we
1: i think she has more of a clue than we do
0: mm. they look good and the fact that they were clicking as well they get on there very quick don't they yeah but beverly kind of goes all ninja
1: I just thought it was really, really good. I was like, where's this Beverly (laughs) (laughs) been?"
0: It's when the rifle jams and the rifle is screaming, this rifle has jammed. This rifle has jammed. So everyone around her now knows she can't fire anything. (laughs) That's not what you want your rifle to be shouting, is it? No, no. So true. (laughs) Mm, I did like the bit when she shot the pipe on the roof and then it created all this steam. And he's firing into it. And then she just, like, jumps out with the steam, shoots him in the leg. (laughs) I love this, Beverly, already. (laughs) Yeah, but unfortunately, that's what we get to see, really. She sends a little message to Picard, and it's an encoded one, and then manages to warp away. So clever. I don't know how she warps away without that vessel that's attached to her. I thought that was impressive, whatever she did there. Yeah. I would have thought if the vessel was attached, it would go with her. But... (laughs) Obviously, not. No. Nope. She's like, I'm not having it. No <laughs> stragglers. Uh, then we jump to Picard and he's cleaning out his chateau. I think he's fed up with the borg in the wall. <laughs> Honestly, like, what do you even do with that? <laughs>
1: this is something I did earlier when you're, you know, <laughs> perspective sales, when you're trying to sell your house.
0: <laughs> it's my art. It lights up at Christmas. <laughs> he's going to settle down with Laris, isn't he? Yes. He's looking at this huge painting of the Enterprise D, which I love. He decides to give that painting away to Geordine. Yes. But Laris is not having it. She jumps on that, doesn't she? Yeah. And she tells the other guy, do not remove it. No. <laughs> this is it. She's planning to sell it on eBay. If she's getting left everything in the estate in that will, then that painting's worth value, isn't it? She don't want Geordie having it.
1: But exactly. Exactly. Or Beverly yeah. getting a grubby ex-lover
0: hands on it. <laughs> <laughs> Coming around with little Beverly stickers. Mine, mine, mine. <laughs> yes! <laughs> you get to see the flute, don't you, from Inner Light at that point.
1: This was an excellent scene. There's so much stuff on that desk. Tons of things from all kinds
0: of different episodes and films. Yeah, but the favourite one was the flute. It's got to be, in there. it? Yeah. Later that night, Picard gets a message from Beverly via his 20-year-old communication badge from the Enterprise D-Days. What an awesome battery life that thing has. It's done all right, hasn't it? <laughs> And the fact that he kept it, how considerate. I would have thought they'd have gone back into
1: the replicator to be reused. Well, I don't know if you remember Year of How Chakotay replicates a watch, and Janeway tells him to put it back into the recycle thing.
0: Exactly. picard has got plenty of stuff lying around, did not he? He's a hoarder. <laughs> when he cracks the code and he gets the message from Beverly, there's some coordinates that lead to nowhere. And she says, "Hellbird and he should trust no one and to not ring Starfleet you know, I'm going to give him like half an hour when he's going to do both of those things. <laughs> <laughs> Why has he not got Alison Pill ball Queen communications that he can just say, look, you know, we did you a favor. We yeah. let you go. Can I borrow a sphere? I need to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she'd be happy to repay that favor. He goes to meet Riker in a bar and you get to see these little starships, don't you? The little um, model ones. Yep. During this conversation, Riker said that Deanna will appreciate some time away from him. So is there trouble at home?
1: This stunned me. When you watch Picard season one, their closeness
0: was complete. The darkness is coming, we've (laughs) seen from the trailer. (laughs) Interesting how it turned out that Hellbird was the name of the virus that the Borg launched in best of both worlds. And it scrambled the Enterprise's navigation system by adding three to every digit. Riker adds three to every digit of Beverly's coordinates and they find where she is. But before we leave this bar area, who is the man that was watching them?
1: Yeah, this is the whole trust no one thing. Whoever is yeah. watching or hunting
0: Beverly is now watching Picard and Riker. Do you think it's Starfleet Intelligence, Section 31? Um, no. No? No. Okay.
1: I don't think they would need to watch Picard Although, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he does get involved in the most outrageous things, doesn't he? So maybe they (laughs) do
0: need to watch him. (laughs) They decide that the best way to get a ship is to pretend to do a spot inspection of the USS Titan, Riker's old command. Lovely to see that Seven is now Commander, even if she is forced by that captain to bear her human name, Annika Hanson.
1: When she said it, I was already guarded because I was like, ooh...
0: I'm hoping something happens, she saves the day, and then she gets given the Titan. Yeah. And we get a show with her in charge of the Titan. That's what I would love.
1: Oh my God, I would, yeah, I would love that too.
0: I think that ship has been designed that way on purpose. That is not a cheap ship. That is an expensive ship to design and build. That is not a one season ship.
1: I would love that. I would, my God, sign me up. I would, you know.
0: Especially with Sydney
1: LaForge as your pilot. That whole scene was brilliant. He, she was just smiling it was the fact he made fun of her as well i was just like that's brilliant you've got your at the
0: helm, mark too. <laughs> the first thing roika does is embarrass her in front of the entire bridge by calling out the fact that she crashed shuttles when she was in the academy and her nickname was crashed <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: the best thing isn't it your dad's mates come onto the bridge and then put fun of you <laughs> At least Picard didn't do embarrassing five-year-old baby stories or what have you.
0: (laughs) I did like Riker though when he said something about well-recovered Captain.
1: Oh yes,
0: and he was like, "Shut up, Will."
1: (laughs) (laughs) Captain Shaw and and the whole scenes with him and Picard and Riker, I thought were all done extremely well.
0: But it was the fact that he was already eating. When Seven, Riker, and Picard arrive, and his excuse was that your reputations already precede you so far into the room I started early. That is so rude.
1: I know, I know. I was just like, wow. The fact was he was having none of it. He didn't want him to be there. And um he reeled off this list, which I thought was brilliant. No crashing, none of this, none of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, he's fully read up on who you are and he knows everything. So I thought it was really good because it made you dislike him more. And the actor that plays Captain Shaw, I don't know who he is, but brilliant, absolutely so well done. Because I really disliked him. And the quarters when they're on bunk beds, I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> Due to the late notification of your arrival, <laughs> this is all we have. Yeah,
0: I really, I really didn't like Captain Shaw at all. But then I don't think you're supposed to. So no, you're not. Later that night, Seven meets with Riker and Picard. She wants to know the real reason why they're there. She's not stupid. Do you know what I really liked about that scene
1: is the way Riker was like, who do you think you're talking to? Yes. If you remember it all rightly, he actually doesn't know her. Like, Picard knows her.
0: He's still acting like Picard's first officer. Yes. They were basically saying, we didn't want you to ruin your career. Turns out she's hating every single minute of it. Yeah. And she feels like she could have been better if she would just stayed as a ranger. Like she's wasting away. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But Picard does say to her, look, we wanted you back in Starfleet. I know this is where you're meant to be. So he takes that moment to reassure her. So, you know, again, that friendship shines through there. Yeah. That's when they drop out of warp and it's revealed that she's betrayed her captain and taken them to Beverly's coordinates where they find her ship hiding in the nebula. Whilst Seven deals with the ramifications of her angry captain, Riker and Picard take the shuttle over to the Ilios, where they find a Beverly in a cryo chamber, and it is revealed that the person she was protecting was her son. Really? Another one? There's no way he's a Picard. Look, all that hair on his head. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got to have Wesley turn up at some point, find out he's not an only child. Yeah,
1: yeah, you've got to have a Wesley show up so they can have fights. Bickering. And pull each other's hair. <laughs> I think there's a little bit more to that to come. They have on like one of the chat shows, like Dr. Phil or something, or
0: <laughs> Oprah. It's
1: death. Secret love <laughs> child 20 years ago and I didn't tell my
0: friends. <laughs> like you said, I think there's more to that. I think the obvious way they want you to go is that it's Picard's child. I think that's too obvious. Yeah, I think that's
1: too obvious too. I don't think it's anything to do with Picard at all.
0: Where do you think she got it? Do you think she picked it up at a flea market? Uh, It's hard to tell. I don't know. I noticed that she locked him away when
1: all the fun was going on.
0: (laughs) Well, she was saving him. She was protecting him, Steve. Oh, She was locking him away. (laughs) That's why she reached out to Picard. It wasn't because she was on her own. She reached out because, obviously, she's been protecting this child. Yeah. This is what the son believes, okay? Beverly's not said it. This is what the son has said. Yeah. So has Beverly lied to him? Is she protecting something big, something a secret, which is why these other people are after her, because they want that child, whatever it holds, whatever its reason for being is.
1: Yes, it wouldn't surprise me. And the fact that maybe she discovered the child and she's brought
0: it up, that maternal instinct takes over, doesn't it? So, Mm. yeah. No time to take it all in, though, because there's a proximity alert and this gigantic vessel arrives. It looked way impressive. I am getting a bit fed up of every single ship that seems to be arriving that's the big bad. Is this gigantic vessel. Size is not everything.
1: No, no, admittedly it isn't. But I've got to say it did look very impressive. That's going to be
0: one mega explosion when that goes up and you know it's going to go up (laughs) at some stage. (laughs) But it is interesting in those closing moments. He mentions that they're being tracked down and every time the enemies find them, they have different faces. Do you think that's important?
1: Yeah, I kind of think it is. I think you can't leave that as a throwaway comment. It's probably really relevant. I'm not sure. I think it's just like a wait and see thing. We speculate on it now and look really stupid in a couple of episodes time when it's not.
0: We did that with Prodigy. Half the time, I was wrong. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Our sort of B story throughout this episode is Raffi, who is undercover in Starfleet in Intelligence. She's struggling with her demons and she's working on her own to try and gather some information on a stolen quantum tunnel weapon that in itself sounds awesome
1: yes and then watching it in action as well i was like
0: whoa that is really really cool that little beam that just comes down around the building picks it up and just drops it like rubble i was like that is impressive stuff yeah it really is who do you think has taken this weapon do you think it's linked to the people chasing beverly Or do you think they're separate things at the moment
1: no there's got to be some link somewhere to interweave the stories i think she did remarkably well to get to where she got and she did it too late and i was just like i'd still be sat there going the red lady what are they (laughs) chatting
0: about (laughs) i wouldn't have even arrived (laughs) is there any characters that we know with red hands like janeway i'm going for all of that (laughs) (laughs) this is it like what's she up to what's she doing now question around that story though who do you think her handler is there's a specific reason why they are only communicating via text and refused to meet her in person um that could be section 31 fingers crossed it's philippa Giorgio our mirror universe woman i would love it to be her yeah i don't think it is but wow if it is <laughs> any excuse to get her back on screen please i
1: know i know she's so amazing oh my god i wish she had her own series i would love it Obviously, before we go, we've got to discuss, where do we see this going? Um, Honestly, I've got no idea. It's like, you look at Beverly's ship, and then you look at the size of the other one, and you're thinking, are they going to be captured now? How are they going to get out of this?
0: So thanks for listening to another episode of the 47th Hour. Let us know what you thought of the next generation in the comments below, and don't forget to join us next week when we'll be discussing episode 2, Disengage.